0: Yo, everybody, welcome back to
1: another episode of Off the tea with TJ Scott. We are officially on Apple Podcasts now, so this is the first episode on Apple Podcasts, so I'm not going to be, uh, I guess, I'm I'm not, not going to discriminate anybody, you know, even though Spotify is the, the better platform, and that's factual, you know, shout out Barcelona. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, we're worldwide now, man, you know. I don't know what else YouTube's next, you know. That's the next, uh, the next platform to conquer. Um, maybe Twitter, you know, TikTok. I that's a totally different realm, but, um, yeah. I mean, international break. I'm here with Rob, the two Spurs guys again. We Rob and Matt. Um, Andy couldn't make it on today, and we also had another guest, and I will introduce him when he is able to show up. I will just give notice that he is a Manchester United fan as well. So we look like I said we're growing, man. We're getting more teams, you know, more teams represented soon. Um, all that's next is Chelsea, Liverpool, and uh, I mean, if anybody knows a Newcastle fan, yeah, man. Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, how you guys doing?
2: I'll I'll start off. I mean, uh. The weather in uh, top of the table, the weather's really nice up here. You know, mm. usually you're about in the middle of the crowd. It's kind of kind of a little too humid and heated. You know, top of the table, you know, just weather's up great up here. Can't can't speak yeah. for can't speak for everybody else.
1: It feels good, huh? I mean, look, I, I've been I've been on a vacation for the past four years, three years. Our, my team always competing, so hey, at least you guys get to have that getaway. You know, you won the raffle. And he gets to get that little three night stay. But yeah, Rob, how how you feeling, bro?
3: Doing good. Uh obviously it's the international break, so having um haven't really been like following much of Spurs recently. More been focusing on the Philly sports teams and Eagles are five and zero, and Phillies are on to the NLCS, so doing really well.
1: Yeah, man, I mean Philly's lit right now. I'm glad that uh my man, uh, Casianos decided to, you know, <laughs> turn into a monster. Back-to-back games, like he <laughs> seeing him play is just like, bro, like the dude's a beast. And seeing like I guess all of Twitter, and obviously, if you if if you're in the area in Philly, you know how people were reacting. It was it was pretty loud at the stadium. I wish I went. I might have to go to Arizona and get get some tickets. You know, because they're definitely cheaper than going to Citizens Bank Park at this point. But yeah, man, I mean, it's good times in Philly, except for the Union, who we will talk about later this episode. But on on stack today, we have uh, the Prem best eleven so far this year, and that list is or that formation is going to be kind of sick. I think it's going to be a lot diversified than uh than years past. So that's going to be up there. Um, already mentioned the Union. We're going to be talking about um, international break, U.S. men's national team, uh, Euro qualifiers, that sort of thing. South America, um, you know, whatever's on, whatever's on the table. So, um, but before we get to that, I think we got to talk about, um, I guess, the last couple of games for both of our teams. I'll start with, I'll start with with the Tottenham, um, and then I'll get to Man City. You guys can take it away.
3: Uh, do you want to touch first, Rob, or, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I'll, I'll uh, keep it short, I guess. Um, obviously, top of the league, none of that joint top stuff that I'm seeing from some of these Arsenal fans. <laughs> they're in second. The league ended today. They're in second. Spurs are top. Um, I'm I'm just watching this international break because I think uh some of these young players that have gotten their first call-ups, like Mickey Vandeven, I believe, made his Dutch national team debut tonight, and Udoji, I'm excited to see if he's in the squad tomorrow for Italy. It was his first uh, call up to the to the first team from the E21. so I'm really hoping he gets that debut somehow. Um, maybe Vicario, but it doesn't. I don't think he'll start over Donnarumma just yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Emerson Royale actually got an emergency call up today to the Brazil uh, national team um really? to replace uh yeah I, I'm not sure who got injured but yeah he's um he's someone got injured and he got an emergency call up for their games um I was happy to see Song is getting some rest uh he didn't start today um Madison started for England and uh he's kind of going viral for he had a really bad shank that went like, I don't even think it went out for a corner. Um, so, um, but ultimately it's just fun, like keeping track of the Spurs plays over the international break. Um, and yeah, I'm just hoping the Doji can make his debut. Cause he deserves it. He's been great. Um, I'm hoping Ven can get more than 10 minutes next game. And uh Yeah, hopefully no one gets injured this international break and we can come back. And we've got, I believe it's four or five games before we play City that, in my opinion, the way we've been playing are all winnable games, should win games. And if we want to challenge for the lead, we got to win those five going to the matchup against City. Like, minimum 15 points. That's what we need. I believe it's like Fulham. um, like, Forest, maybe?
2: Fulham, uh, Palace, Chelsea, Wolves. I do not remember who else is in there. But I I do think... I can't remember those four to five games. City might
3: remember. actually be the fifth game. I'm okay. not sure. Hmm. Um, But if there's, like, four or five games before the City game where it's, like, we need to get the maximum amount of points. Like, Chelsea has looked a little bit better Um, since the start of the season, but you got to win that game. Um, So London Derby, you got to take advantage of them while they are not at their best and when like, yeah, maximum points going to the city game. And then that'll be a whole nother thing in itself.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously I think you touched it like international break. You know, it's like the, the period where you don't want you don't want key players to get injured, right? Look at uh, Thomas Partey for Arsenal. The, the Arsenal's main physio goes to Ghana every single international break to make sure that he doesn't like slip or, you know, pulls his hamstring like picking up like his food or something like that. Like it's it's crazy like how like I guess how it's it's important, right? International break is important, right? But in the grand scheme uh, grand scheme of things club is over, you know, country, at least for the fall and for, you know, I don't know, honestly for the whole of the club season, so um, but yeah it's good to see a Vandevin, you know, I guess, into the into the national team outlook for for Netherlands, uh, especially with how good their team is and how um and how they play. I think if, if hypothetically, if it's like him, Van Dijk, Nathan Mackay in the back with like Dumfries and uh, I don't know, like the oh, or uh,
3: their left wing back scored today. I forget. Um
0: uh,
3: yeah. Mm.
1: yeah. Yeah, so I mean yeah, I mean obviously it's up for Spurs. Spurs they just they just got uh was it the double again in terms of awards. Song got player yeah. the player of the month. Um, and Ange got the the back to back Manager of the Month awards, so yeah, things looking up. And also the Ravens are in town, so maybe they can bring their bad juju over to you know the <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur way. Uh, Lamar Jackson can teach them how to how to fumble in big games, you know. Um,
2: yeah, I I don't think we need to be top that, actually. <laughs> Uh Actually, if anything, maybe maybe two negatives can make a positive, and they're they they could just take all our bad juju with them. On the way back. And
1: imagine yeah. like they win the Super Bowl with how bad their team is. Let's be honest, like they're not good. And then Spurs like one injury and it's literally Eric diarrhea back again. So I mean, I mean obviously things are up right now for you guys. Um, decent results in, in the month of uh, October, September, going into you know now now going into like the, I guess a quarter of the season. So um. Yeah, I mean all I gotta say is it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um you got I mean, I don't know how this season's gonna play out. There's a lot of different teams who are making decent runs. I mean, all it takes is four or five games for somebody to get back into the picture. I mean Man City's literally the epitome of that Liverpool. Arsenal they think they ha they have it, and let's see if they can prove it. Um and obviously Spurs are in the mix as well, so um I guess going on, going on to to, to Man City. Um, I kind of checked out after that Arsenal game. I was actually uh overwatching it with uh, a few of my former teammates. Um, and it, like the first half was kind of weird. We we obviously lost one nil against once again to a deflection, right? Arsenal. I'm calling them deflection FC, bro. That's all they are. Cause one, they they deflect shame. Right, they're shameless. Two, all their goals in big games are deflections, except for, I don't count Manchester United. Literally deflection FC. And they celebrate three points like it's the UCL
0: UCL final. Bro. The like I am not salty.
1: We played we didn't play well at all. We were definitely missing that creative spark. I, I don't know how to explain it, but Come on, man. It's a deflection. Oh, we dominated play. Like, da-da-da-da-da. we didn't have Sokka. Okay, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, they always say that. Like, oh, we didn't have Sokka. We didn't have Rodri and we didn't have De Bruyne. And people are like, oh, no, it's one player. One player makes, Uh, or like, oh, Rodri. Oh, like, it's one player that makes your system. Yes. <laughs> because he's literally the anchor to not only our defensive shape, but also how we attack. Because he makes the right decision every time versus we have Kovacic who wants to go into these tackles and he should have gotten sent sent off. And that's me being completely honest. Two two of those tackles should have been reds. I don't know what Mike Oliver was thinking. I don't know who the, the VAR official was, but they're useless as well. They might as well just use AI at this point. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's early days. It's still, you know, September just ended. Now it's into October. Um, and now it's gotta be November, and last year I mean obviously it was a World Cup, so we had that little hiatus, and we came back out of that with guns a blazing. Everybody's on form. Rico Lewis bursted onto the scene, started against Leeds, and we just started going that way. I could see that happening again. I I could see. Um, I mean, maybe it's switching how we play, putting people in positions that you may have not seen before. Like I wouldn't mind seeing Grealish uh as like a center mid in, in like the number eight slash ten role. I think he'll be really good at that uh, at that position. But obviously Pep doesn't think that. And I think maybe and also I think what Pep's trying to do is see how his players are you know, that's how he is. The first two, three months he wants to see how they are tendencies, um patterns, goal scoring, that sort of thing. We're creating a few chances. Obviously, I know I saw a, uh, a stat on Twitter or or whatever, saying like, oh, we, we created less goals than Everton in terms of expected goals, but we also conceded less uh concede less chances as well. And the goals that we conceded are just like up oh, counterattack. Oh, it's one zero or up oh, here we go. So like defensively, we're good. It's that creative spark, and I think Holland's been getting a lot of hate for that as well. And I know we we're talking about this in, in the chat. But Helen's job isn't to link up. Like His job is to score goals. It's the other, you know, nine players, ten players, because I'm counting Edison now, ten players to create spaces for him. His job is literally just to be there and tap it in or to head it or, you know, to put himself in the best uh, position possible to score if you're asking him to do what Harry Kane does, that's literally not the definition of Holland. Like Holland is not known for that, and he will never be known for that. He's known for just scoring goals. And when he scores one, he scores two. And when he scores two, he scores four. That's that's the type of player that he is. He's a volume chance getter. I just think, oh yeah, I, I, and I'm not saying this to you guys. I, mean, I just saw it once again on social media, and I'm, I don't take I take it like a grain of salt, you know, in hand, and it just rolls out, but. Oh, Holland's washed. Holland, Holland's useless. He shouldn't be winning Ballon d'Or. No, it doesn't matter how you play, right? To win an award, an award is basically it's, it's straight strictly off of statistics and how you how you're how you affected, I guess, the best team. PSG last year were not the best team in the world. They were abs- they weren't even top three, let alone maybe top five. They're not they're they they weren't that good and i don't count a, a league game as or a league win especially in league one i don't count that as oh like they, they should be uh considered one of the best teams in the world nah argentina literally if it wasn't for Al Darsari, what's his name Al-Darsari, that the dude who scored for saudi arabia if it was for him scoring against argentina you know what i'm saying who knows what could who who knows what would have happened you know Messi, he, I'm not saying he's a pen merchant, but he had a lot of penalties in the World Cup. And Julian Alvarez created a lot of chances for him as well. So, I mean, we were talking about it last episode. If you're going to be talking Ballon d'Or, if you're, not, if you're going to say stylistic play, this, that, and the other, it should be Julian Alvarez. <laughs> Simple as that. He should be the Ballon d'Or winner, not Messi.
3: Um, Yo, TJ, but, I have a quick question. Yeah, I just yeah. want to see hear your opinion on this. Who would who do you think would do better as a striker at Man City, Erling Holland or Kylian Mbappe in the system that they play now with Pep?
1: So if you're talking like straight skill set, are you talking like you're mixing in personalities and and all that stuff?
3: Just straight skill set.
1: Mbappe all day.
2: Yeah, Mbappe is the way more well-rounded player. Think, but the one
1: thing that my father I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No, you're gonna. You're about to say the same thing. I'm gonna say. So you might as well just say it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that's really holding him back is his mentality. Yeah. He's just he's not built for the big moments. Like, I, and I know, like World Cup, this then the other. The, well, look, it's because once again he's the focal point, right? And he has a lot of talent around him. He's always had a lot of talent around him, but at the club level he hasn't done it yet. Erling Haaland has completed the treble. Like people like people forget about that. People just you know saying like glaze through it like it's nothing. When Barcelona won trebles, who won the Ballon d'Or? Messi. When Manchester United won the Ballon d'Or, who won the uh or no when Manchester United won the treble or they're winning Champions Leagues. Who won the who won the uh the Ballon d'Or? Michael Owen, he got Oh, no, he won it for Liverpool. He he well, wasn't there. Yeah, he wasn't there play. for United
2: Ronaldo won at Man United.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. So Ronaldo, same thing, but with Real Madrid, like for me, it's like, look, you, you have a team that won the treble, a player from that team should be, should be winning the, the award, like it's no, it's point blank, like, they're the best team in the world, you recognize the best player on that, on that team, and give them the award, not just because of aura and World Cup, bro, like the World Cup is a month, right, I understand it's it's, it's a big tournament, right i'm not, And I'm not trying to like downplay the World Cup, but a treble doesn't happen every year, especially in the Premier League. and you got to take that into account um yeah.
2: but how, how I to mean, mention, like you said, you literally have an Argentina player who contributed on both the World Cup team and the so even though he didn't put up the best stat line, if we're talking about overall success is what defines the Ballon d'Or, then you have a guy who not only won the treble at city but then won the World Cup. With Argentina right. and Alvarez. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and so it's not I like mean, he's a bit par player for both. He, he contributed heavily to both clubs. So. Yep, absolutely, absolutely.
1: But once again, football is double standard FC. You know, everyone wants to say one thing, and then when it's the other way around, they want to move the goalposts. So. Look, and that's the life of a City fan. And like even Aguero, Aguero ne- was never in a team of the season. And I know that's just kind of off topic, but once again, it shows. It's just weird a bias. Like, and 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 I tweeted something earlier. I was like, look, a City player could bring world peace, right? World peace, and they'll still not win a Nobel Peace Prize, nor a Ballon d'Or for 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 anything. It's, it's it's like, bro, like what else do you need to do? Do you need to win a quadruple? Oh, no, nah. just because Messi won League's Cup, no, nah, give it to Messi. Or uh, they'll find some other reason to not give it to a Man City player. So, hey, man, look, it, an award's an award. You know, obviously I'm not in the running for it. I just want to back my players, my team. um, And I, I just think it's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, people just need to, Stay steady, you know, stay consistent on 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 your opinions because they sound very foolish when they say like, "Oh, like this person shouldn't be winning World cup because of aura that's why you don't vote on it, you know, <laughs> so you can keep you know keep your opinions to yourself and you know go tweet to your two thousand followers on 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 x so um yeah, I guess that's my man city rant Andy, I know Andy would have been grilling me. Because I know I predicted three one, and Doku got clamped up after I said Doku's gonna come off the bench. If he did, if start started, and none of them started, um, but yeah, he he would have been cooking me saying
0: Ben White, Zinchenko,
1: Saliba, Saliba, look what he did for for Holland. Look, man, it, it is what it is. It's still early days, and then and, and we move forward.
2: Um, I mean, the the one thing that does need stated that, that goes back to your claim is that the three games you guys have lost this year outside of the cup game, I don't know, if we're counting the community shield, I, I mean, I'm not counting the community shield, because you, know, you count it as a trophy, but I'm not really counting it as a game in the season. Right. The three games in the season you've lost were the three games Rodri was suspended. So, He's the I best senior in the world. Yeah, I mean, you guys were even making it through games without Jabroina. But Rodri is just that—he's—he's he's the absolute piece. He's the main piece of that puzzle that's connecting the attack and the defense. And uh, Kovacic—surprise! Uh, Kovacic didn't get sent off on the first tackle. I was very surprised he didn't get sent off after the second one. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very rash. I—I—I uh, I, I worried about the move when it first happened for that kind of—I—I I judged his i worried about his decision-making sometimes. He kind of feels like he just is, you know, you can't always trust what's going on in his mind. And for a guy like Pep, he kind of tries to build this, like, machine, you know, you need to have it built to where the machine's always working. Every leg of the machine is pulling the same direction. And when uh, Kovacic is pulling stuff like that, I mean, you, you can't, it makes it harder for the whole entire team to function. Uh, right. I mean, you know, e- even much to my chagrin, I mean, uh, Arsenal, congrats to Arsenal, because I didn't think they would do it. So, yeah. even without Rodri, because they didn't have Saka, Arsenal deserves plaudits for winning that game, because that's a game that, you know, Arsenal hasn't been able to prove that they can win, very much similar to how, like, the Tottenham was game with Liverpool was regardless of the shenanigans around it as well.
1: Right, yeah, exactly, and I think the only person that predicted it because I think you predicted a draw. I predicted a three-one. I think Rob predicted a one or two-one or one 0 Did you get it right on the head?
3: I think I might have said two-one. I don't think yeah. I, I, I said one 0 Let me let me check. Okay.
2: Uh, I don't remember. Did you ever post the other days of graphics? I know you posted it on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I don't think yeah. I posted Sunday. I, I think I was yeah. I, I think yeah, I forgot I thought, to or I, I was just busy.
2: I said two two. I think I thought Andy was the only one who had
1: one well,
2: no I uh, had Arsenal winning. Did Rob did you have Arsenal winning?
3: I feel I did have Arsenal winning. I've I i do not know why, but I Well
2: <laughs> I think don't don't I did doubt, have it,
3: them yeah, winning. doubt it. right. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: I was sitting there for the moment because when the graphic came out he had me saying Burnley were gonna beat Chelsea and at first I was like yo 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 And then Burnley <laughs> went up first and I'm like okay wait wait hold on And and then you check thirty minutes later and they're down four one and you're just like Yeah,
3: okay. yeah uh, Chelsea turned it on.
2: Yeah, um we get to see what Chelsea right right as soon as it, the international break ends, uh Arsenal has to go to the bridge right after that big win against City. That that is the ultimate uh, game to have to come back to.
3: I, I think yeah. Poch will do it too. I think so. Yeah. I think that'll be Chelsea's like statement that like, all right, we're we're here. Like we start off slow, but we're mm-hmm. starting to find our footing now, and like that's like the perfect game for them to win, like a London derby against the second place Arsenal. Mm-hmm owned them last season, I think it'll be, I mean, for all I know, Arsenal could also just, like, smack them. Like, there's two Chelseas that I've seen this season. Like, the Chelsea that's really good and then the Chelsea that, like, they generate nothing going forward and one or two mistakes get cashed in at the back. So, I don't know. It'll be, I think that's, like, that'll be a massive game and I think It'll be really interesting to see how far along Chelsea have come since the start of the season.
1: And it's also good to note as well, like a lot of Chelsea's players, they're not on international break. I mean, if they are, they're playing for like the under-21s, like Cole Palmer and all of them. I know Sterling isn't in the squad again. Um, And Broja, Broja has been a baller. I mean, he's always unlucky with injuries because he always had like those big injuries. But... I mean, he made his statement, Cole Palmer, he's moving in. He's doing his thing. And I'm happy for him. Um and I mean they're kinda I mean, they had Cucarella at one point. I I'm not sure if it was the Burnley game or if it was the game before, but he was playing right back and Cole was playing uh, left back. Yeah. I found that very interesting. And when like like when I saw the graphic I was like interesting. Okay, like obviously, like people felt like uh, Chilwell got injured. Okay, you move yeah. in Cugarella. but nah, like they said, no Colewell. You're playing left back, and he got an assist. I, I think it was against Fulham. He mm-hmm. got the assist against Mudrick. Then obviously they they started to the cook again with uh, well, against Burnley. Who
2: still also had the red card, so someone had to go and play on the right side because Reece Williams was still hurt. Right. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, but even if so, I think they have been playing him. As either a left center back or some sort of uh, variation, Colwell on the left. It seems like Posh really mm-hmm. likes him there.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. it,
2: it actually probably outside of Tottenham, the team I have watched the most this year in the league would be Chelsea. So much because sometimes they're hard to watch. They, outside of these uh, last two games, it's just been very hard to watch them. Uh, but I mean, they have to figure it out quickly because they could. They play seven in a row, and maybe outside of Brentford, you could probably say they're the dog in every one of those games. I mean, they have mm-hmm. they have an absolute murderer's row. So, uh, if they did figure it out, they got there just in the right time. But we'll they'll, we'll find out if they actually figured it out rather quickly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Arsenal at, at home. I mean, obviously not going to be Arsenal, predictions yet. Brentford,
2: Tottenham, City. Uh, Brighton United, you know, it's 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 Newcastle's in there somewhere. I, I I would wish that on any club. I I that's a run that I think like you know City would drop points in. Like a, like a Prime City team, let alone a Chelsea team still trying to figure themselves out.
1: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> the Prem literally had them by the scruff in their neck when they, when they made that schedule. They're like, yeah, you know what? Boom! 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 Put you in the yeah. gauntlet, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, it's gonna be a good game. I think Poch is this is once again one of those games where you're gonna be prepared the most because you have that break. Potch already has a few, I mean, a decent amount of players from the squad still there, still training. So, yeah, we we will see. And I guess sticking on the prem, the prem topic, I guess we could do the the eleven, the prem best eleven
0: so far? Sounds good
2: to um, me. Yeah, that sounds fine to me. Uh, so I have the website uh, up. I'll just do it as we go along uh, where I'll create okay. the formations and I can send it to you. Uh, so uh, are we doing person in order or are we just going position by position? What what way works best for everybody? Can, uh, Let's do it uh, by just, position. Uh, yeah, position. Let's do by
3: position?
2: Okay. 433? Uh, 433? This yeah. Part yeah. Standard. All right. So everybody's goalkeeper. So who wants to go first, the goalkeeper?
3: I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with probably like the basic pick, although he kind of had an error in the last game he played in. But I, I always got to go with Allison. Like, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the world. some of the saves he made, some just like the saves he makes, like, he's a game-changer for Liverpool, and I think you see it, like, when he does, like, occasionally go out injured, like, and in, I believe it's here is the backup. Like, Liverpool's level significantly dropped, so I'm going to go with Allison. Okay. Um,
1: hmm. Man, this is a, this is, this is a hard one because, like, I'm stuck between two players. Um. And it's Ficario,
0: and and honestly,
1: I'll probably say like Raya at at this moment in time. I think it's between the Spurs keep, uh Spurs and Arsenal keepers at at this point. Um, both. I mean, obviously, I know Ramsdale started, uh, uh, you know, the first few first couple or first few games in the season, but you know, at least in w- w- the games that Raya's played so far. And it's still early days, like I said. I mean, he's he stepped up for them. I mean, clean sheet against Man City. They haven't held a clean sheet there in, in years, you know. Um, Vicario has, been, has stepped up big time, you know, making big saves in big games, like the one against uh Miss United. Um, and he's, I mean, he's proven to be, you know, the Hugo Lloris uh, replacement, the one that they've been missing, uh, that you guys have been missing for a while. I'm, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Vicario just because he played more games than the Riot. Yeah. which is crazy to me to say. But yeah, the
2: Italian man in goal for me. They've been talking about the signings of the season, man, and I feel like he's definitely been the most uh, slept on probably in terms because you know they've mentioned Madison, they mentioned Van de Ven for Tottenham, but I mean just from the stats, you like obviously you could just use your eyes and be like, this guy's making saves that Hugo wasn't making last year. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, I, we're, I believe we're conceding three less than are expected, and I think that's just all down to him and his positioning. Uh, so, as much as I want to pick him, I mean, all- Allison Becker's just been incredible this year. I mean, he's kept them. Liverpool's had three games already where they've had red cards. So he's had to keep them in games where people are just raining down on them. And uh, they've, they've looked like a solid unit with 10 and even with 9 when they went down to 9 against Tottenham. And they looked like a solid unit because he was saving shots that are incredible to save regularly, let alone with all the pressure on you. So, I mean, just just because of that, I think it, it has to be him. But, I mean, Vicario's been good. Uh, Jose sa has been very good. Uh, raya in his few performances he's had has been very solid as well uh so are we wanting to go right back
0: yeah yeah let's do let's do right back Obviously, i mean i, I think i already have a
2: different sure. order so rob goes first
3: yeah um i think for my right back i'd probably it's like tough i think I mean, I think Poro's been really, really good this year. Um, Part of it might be like my bias, but uh, also like Trent's been injured a little bit, like your usual candidates. Although, honestly, I think I might go Trippier, Kieran Trippier. He's had some really, really good weeks. Um, I was going to go probably Poro. But I think just overall, like, impact in the the first eight games, I'm going to go with Trippier as my right back.
1: Yeah, I think it would be hard for me to disagree. Especially, I mean, before we were saying Kyle Walker was the best, or is the best right back, you know, not only in the league, but in the world. But after that Sheffield uh, Sheffield United mistake and how Trippier has been playing, I think, and he's a fantasy Premier League legend as well. If you don't have him in your team, you are just literally just throwing away your money if you're in a money league. You're you're throwing it away. Put him in your squad. Um I I'll, I'll say Trippier, but I think also Maddie Cash deserves a deserves a shot. Yeah. Very very yeah. underrated. He's I mean he's he's played like this new right wing back sort of role where he helps with uh with Leon Bailey on the right. Um but he's been involved with like assists and goals and yeah he he's been balling up. So but yeah, I'm still going with uh, Kieran Trippier. I agree with you, Rob. Uh,
2: I that'll make three in a row then, because I, I was, I was wondering if he'd even get mentioned, but it looks like everyone's in agreement that Trippier is the guy here. Uh, our mm-hmm. two center backs. So if we just want to nail both the center backs at the same time, uh, Rob goes okay. first.
3: Sounds good. Honestly, I was gonna say I, I don't really know which like Tottenham center back to pick. Because, like, Romero has two goals. He has two big goals. And, like, I but but he's had, like, the mistake against... He had the, the kind of, like, real bad game against Arsenal. I don't think the two mistakes are really, like, anything he could have done. But they're mistakes nonetheless. And, like, Vandavan, I don't really think he's, like, put a foot wrong yet this year. But I think I'm going to go with Romero just because, like, he has scored two goals. Um... And he's had a huge, like, like leadership impact on the team, being, like, in his, uh, I guess you'd call him, like, a assistant captain or, like, he's vice captain. Um, so I think – and he's been like, cut out all the, like, stupid yellow cards for the most part, and, like, he's just been a lot better. So I'm going to go Romero as my one center back, and then I think my other center back – I'm going to have to go Saliba because I think he's the best center back in the league. Um, Gavardio was like my, one of my other choices, like I would say my, cause I think he didn't start right away for city, but like when I watch him play, like he's really good. He was really good in the world cup. He's not that that goes into this, but like his quality is there for sure. And he just hasn't played enough yet for me to like, like these guys have all played those two guys played eight games. And so Gavardiel could definitely end up in like a team of the season type of uh, center back pairing, but yeah, for now I'm gonna go Saliva and uh, Romero as my two center backs. Okay. Um,
1: I think I'm gonna go. I think Saliva is the mainstay as well, and I mean, he's he he's he's different. I mean, I don't know what what else to say about him. Casey Strong, good on the ball, very composed, great decision maker uh, decision maker as well. So yeah, Saliba is definitely gotta be one in there. I'm stuck between
0: I'm stuck between
1: um honestly this is actually hilarious that, that I'm saying this. But Fabian Shar and um
0: and Vandevin. I think I'm
1: gonna to have to go Vannevin just just 'cause he's right now Spurs are is top of the league. But I think in terms of just uh, you know, solidity solidity, I think Shar deserves a shout. He scored against PSG. Nice goal in the Champions League. I don't know what he was doing up up there, but <laughs> that shot was crazy. But obviously we're talking about Premier League performances. Obviously they lost against Liverpool. But he's you know, and I mean he he's been he's been decent for them so far and I think he's been underrated. Um, and I think, I mean, he, he's he been fine, but Vandevin, you know, comes from Wolfsburg, young player, you know, people really don't know him. I remember when Fabrizio tweeted out the, here we go, you know, I was like, I was like, okay, this is, this, this is actually pretty good. Other fans like, who's this? Like Spurs signing nobodies. And then, <laughs> now you see, like th- th- this dude is legit. Um. So yeah, I think I think the two young center backs, and I, I agree with you, Rob. I think Vardyel deserves a shout, but I think those those three like those four center backs I'm saying in terms of performance, sharp. But in terms of the youngsters, like those three are definitely top three in in the world right now in terms of young center backs. So yeah, it's gonna be Saliba and Van Devin for me. Uh,
2: I I also have Saliba and Van Devin. Uh, like I, I mean, you know, like I hate having to play devil's advocate for arsenal because they are very good uh but i mean saliva is just an absolute rock i mean you, you saw how he had against holland i mean just the he had where, where holland had no space and uh one of the things that we mentioned but i think we'll we'll talk about it with holland as it goes along without the boyna is uh his runs are just like, if you're an elite center back, you can just absolutely track his runs. For, and and Saliba had him like legitimately actually falling over himself at points in that game. Uh, so Saliba would be it for me. And then Van de Ven has to, Van has just been a revelation. I mean, uh, we were going after Tapsoba at first from Leverkusen. And then it kind of shifted. And they're like, well, this is Anja's guy. This is the guy that he actually wants. And everyone's kind of like, why would you want him over cap he's the more refined player and i mean you you could just see why i mean even in the game today against france his recovery speed is incredible i mean it's it's almost insane how he's able to get back in some of these positions and like he's just absolutely dusting uh the game against arsenal I mean, every single time we are trying to build out, we are building out through Van de Ven, and Odegaard's just trying to press him, and he just can't keep up with him. And Odegaard was getting, like, visibly frustrated the center back was just beating him off the ball all the time. And then he, he finally got the goal, so he, he's got the stat there. He, he, he got his first Tottenham goal. Uh, but, I mean, Van de Ven's probably – Van de and is silly, but for me, uh, Romero's <laughs> been very good. Char's been very good. Vardiol. Uh, Kanate, when I've seen him, has had good moments. Uh, I think that'd be a good guy to shout to. Uh, But I I think the three that we mentioned, because I think you just, Saliba's on all three of ours, we went Van Deven and then Romero, I think those are probably the three candidates so far.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we can go over to left back now. Left back.
3: Left back, he's a tough one. I also wanted yeah, to give like, a quick the sh- the Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the first name. Is it Joakim or Joakim Anderson from yeah, Palace?
2: Yeah,
3: from Pal- yeah. Palace has kept a lot of clean sheets and he's done really well, so don't want to leave him out. He's in the mix, but Still keeping my my same too, but for left back, um, whew. I think it's tough. Like, like Robertson is always like a like a force on the field. I think he's slowing down from what he used to be, like when Liverpool were at their best. But he's still a very good left back, um. Udoji has started the season really well. Uh, actually, I think he just got injured, but I think I'm going to have to go with a stupignan. I think, mm-hmm. like, I saw a stat earlier today that, like, he's, like, second or third in expect, expected assists, and that's a left back, and, like, the, the list was, like, Salah, Kulishevsky, him, um I'm trying, I forget who the other two, like Bruno Fernandez, and I can't think of the other person, but like he was the only left back on the list of, you know, five of the top five. And the other four were like wingers or, you know, attacking midfielder. So I think Estupignon had a really good start to this season. Udoji also has some assists, but I, I really want to go with. Udoji, but I also don't want to sound biased. Because, like, with Doji, like, defensively, I think he's done, like, a really, really good job. Like, part of it might be I haven't really seen a good left back in, like, forever at the club. Like, so, like, having one, it just makes you seem like it's like a new toy. Like, just, it's the best. Like, he just, every, you know, he's gone against Sala, Saka, um, Rashford at some points, um, you know, some of the best wingers in the world slash and definitely in the league. Um, and he's done his job. They haven't really, I mean, Saka had two goals. Well, I guess the own goal, which wasn't going to go in obviously, because there's an own goal on Romero, but I mean, he shot it. So I guess you could say that, but like the other one was a pen that Saka had no involvement in like what actually caused the pen. So, like, you can't blame Udoji on that. Um, but, yeah, like, against Salah. Like, Salah literally had to move across the field. Like, Udoji was clamping him. Like, he had to go against Poro uh, if he wanted to generate anything. Um, so, I mean, I think I'm going to go with Udoji over estupinan I'm going to go with mm-hmm. some, but, yeah, my, my top three. It's the, we're top of the league, too. Like, it's eight games. Like, obviously, if it, it'd be a different story if I'm going off, like, you know, their whole, like, prem careers and stuff like that. But, like, if we're just going off the eight games, I think the just got hurt. And he also was getting benched a little bit at the beginning of the season. for some, Like, just because I had him in my FPL team, I know, like, he wasn't starting some games. And I don't know why, but um he did. I gotta go through doji like he's also he presses so well up the field and he's not bad with the ball at his feet to like make something happen up with a quick counter if he wins it in the final third that was like his assist to uh Madison against Burnley. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Subian was not in my list I I I was thinking about it like this whole time I was obviously thinking about it for a while. Um. I like I like Zinchenko, but I don't think that like, he didn't play like the first like four games or something like that, and I, I forgot the reason why. Um, but I think Dan Byrne deserves a shout as well. Um,
2: that's that's a good that's a good one I Didn't even think of.
1: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> this is crazy, and I think Vardyol deserves a, a shout as well at left back. Because he, he he played a lot of left back this year as well. Like, I know, like, for City, they played like three center backs, four center backs usually now. But he, it was either him or Ake. And I mean, Ake really played most of the games um, as center back, and Vardio would be on the left back. But uh, once again, you got to look at it through the lens of, you know, effect on the team, productivity, that
0: sort of thing. Um,.
1: Yes, yeah, I think I'm gonna to have to go with 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 Dan Byrne. That's crazy to me to say okay. that, but yeah, Dan Byrne. I'm gonna get a hot lot of heat for that, but um, yeah, I think yeah, I think Dan Byrne is hasn't playing well this year, so I think he deserves it. Udoji though, I think Udoji deserves a shot as well though. Um, I think it's Dan Byrne, Udoji, Sinchenko.
2: Uh we were all worried about uh how Dan Byrne would fare against PSG that we didn't even think about how PSG was gonna fare against Dan Byrne.
1: Yeah, man. You know uh, what I'm saying? Six foot eight, behemoth. Yeah. Monster. Well, Beast.
2: Um I-, I will come off as biased here, but I, I just think it's the truth. I think Destiny who knows he's been the best left back in the league. And it's I destiny, bro. Really- right? What did
0: you
2: say? It's destiny. It's his destiny. I mean, he he's just been absolutely incredible. I mean, for him to be that young, already just he he fit into the team immediately as soon as he came mm-hmm. in. I mean, I he hasn't even put a foot wrong. Where you know, Tottenham fans have kind of been joking like, "Hey, he needs to drop a stinker here soon, otherwise, you know, Real Madrid needs a left back. You know, <laughs> we we need to we need to be careful with this guy here. We need to tell him to stop being so good." Uh, can do everything right, uh, fits the system perfectly how they want to work it, where he's pretty much just, uh, bringing the ball up as well. He can come back and defend. I mean, he's just, uh, the, the theme of everything has really gone well so far with Tottenham. Kind of, I don't know if you want to call it luck, if you just want to call it mentality or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's, he's been part and parcel of that. Uh, everything's been going well for Tottenham so far. So. I'd have him as my left back. Uh, okay. Zinchenko has been good. Uh, Levi Kolba, when he's played, I've been very impressed with him, even as the left center back yeah. or the left uh, um And he got his England debut today. I mean, he, he kind of deserved it. Uh, so, uh, Luka Dean was another one I was thinking of as well. He's been solid for Villa. But I, I, I can't see anyone else outside of Hudoji for me. Mm. Okay. All right. So we have uh, the holding midfielder.
3: All right. So my number six. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt me to say. I guess I probably. Actually, no. It's not gonna hurt me to say it at all. Never mind. I was gonna say Rice, but I'm gonna go with Rodri. Rodri. <laughs> Uh, Basuma, I was gonna say him, but like he ruined it with the diving red card. Like, and he's he also was running up like his first yellow card. He was already suspended for too many yellow cards. Um, but then he got the second yellow for diving. So, I mean, and don't don't get me wrong, I love Basuma. Like he has been enormous for our team this year. Um, but I think Rodri is like the key the key to city like if he's like I, I honestly I, I was listening to like some I don't know if it's like skies like the overlap one of the things or um like the stick to football I think it was stick to football and they were talking about is Rodri more important to city than De Bruyne and honestly like they were saying like yeah at this point like what this has showed them like He's, like, enormous and just the stability of the team. Obviously, I always knew he, like, ran a lot, um, but, like, you know, he's – over the last few seasons, he's added in, like, you know, he can finish in the box, obviously, at the UCL final goal. Like, he's just kind of rounded out his game to be, like, a you know, the best six in the world, arguably. So, I, I would say Rodri, and I think Basuma and Rice are, like, right there equal. At number two, suma would be ahead of Rice if he didn't have the disciplinary issues of like all the too many yellows. But other than that, um, yeah, Rodri is definitely my six.
0: Okay,
3: yeah, I mean obviously
1: I'm going to be biased here, and there's no shame at all. Rodri's number one. Rodri, he's he's by far the best. He's by far the best center uh, center defensive center mid yes number six yes but he's the best center mid in the world i am confident in that i am i i believe that and i don't think i don't think i need anything else but just look at the way that he plays once again as a cdm you're scoring clutch goals for your team almost every other week right um and obviously, he had the red card against Nottingham Forest, which was a very, very big red card. And it, obviously, like I mean, in terms of just like the, the games that we play, Carabao Cup, I don't think he was going to play that game anyway. But you know, Wolves, he's a he's a player that you need in, in, in the team. Um, and you also need, you know, obviously in Arsenal match, you need your big guns, and he wasn't. <laughs> I mean that that decision to you know uh, against Morgan Gibbs White was big, but look, I'd rather have that than somebody dive and get a red card. So yeah, Rodri, Rogery, Rodri, all day.
2: All right, I I guess I have to be the contrarian man. Uh, I'm gonna go Declan Rice. I really want to go Yves Basuma, uh, but uh, he like uh. Rob already mentioned too much card accumulation and you put yourself, you put your team in a position where, uh, you know, they were down to 10 on the road in a situation where, you know, your value as a player, the type of yellow card he got, because it wasn't like the second yellow was for another foul. It was a dive in the box late in the half. So it's just kind of like, like, it was a dumb play. Uh, I mean, I don't think one moment should decide that, but between two evenly matched guys in my mind, I feel like that really did. Uh, Rodri's definitely the best CDM in the league, uh, but, I mean, because of the red card, he hasn't played in two and a half of the eight games, so, I mean, you can't really tell me that, that that's been the most best player at that position if he's missed pretty much about half of the games so far through a red card. Uh-huh. Uh Declan Rice, he's exactly what Arsenal needed. Uh, they probably slightly overpaid, but who cares if he's there for the next decade and he's doing stuff like he's already been doing. I mean, he's he's, he's been that absolute presence that they needed in the central midfield. He comes off against Tottenham with whatever uh, bump he had. Arsenal absolutely lost the game from there in terms of, like, they didn't lose the game, but they lost uh, their positioning in the game. I mean, so he's had that kind of effect as well where it's absolutely irreplaceable for Arsenal right now. And he has them looking like they can actually be serious title contenders because of how rock solid he's been. So it's a right for me.
0: Okay. That's uh, fair. Any
2: honorable mentions? I mean, I Jao Polinia would be the other one for me, but I think yeah. the other three have just been on a tier by themselves.
3: Polinia, I think um, the guy... F- that started at Brighton. Not he hasn't played enough games yet, but mm-hmm. um, whoever just played for Brighton, over, he's like nineteen. Yeah, but, they got him
1: from from France. I yeah.
3: I think he about this.
2: um Oh, dude. Carlos Barreigas or something like
3: yeah. that. Yeah, it's like Barreba. Yeah, Barreba. Like yeah. Uh, he's like he's got the build to be a really good. Like yeah. he's big, but he can just run for for days and.
2: They they rarely miss, man. So yeah, it's crazy.
3: I don't They're
2: putting that kind of money on it. They they know they better not miss. Because uh, Baleva. Um, also, he's been a he's been a very good uh, fantasy prem guy for me this year. But Janolt from Brentford has been very good for me. Mm. Uh, so that that's another shout just because uh, Jensen's been very good for them. Uh, so. There's been there's been some very good mid like holding midfielders so I thought it been pretty good. Yeah man uh-huh. Casemiro man. Casemiro, yeah, sure. I I I don't know about that one. He uh you you've, you've that, that was his um marked game. He he had he had Casemiro looking ever much his age. Uh so we have two uh eights here. So I guess we can include attack central attacking midfielders in this as well. Just give me your uh, two other central midfielders.
3: Oh, sorry. Um, My two, like, I would say Madison obviously has to be in there because leads the league in assists. Been an absolute, you know, revelation signing. Um, He's electric. Tottenham team, like, needs him. I have hinted that I think Giovanni Lascello could be a different sort of, uh, like same type of player, but completely different sort of skill set. Um. So, but I Madison, and then I think for my other one, I would say, um, not Bruno. Uh.
2: Which Bruno, Fernandez, or Jumara?
3: I get one. Neither. I get. I was yeah. thinking Bruno Fernandez, but um, I don't know. I I would say probably like, some like this might be weird, but like a Bernardo Silva or like just someone who like just can play sort of any role on a team and you know he'll do it well. Um, really good dribbler. So. Mm-hmm. Not, I I think I, I'm not I'm not I don't have the best stats off the top of my head for some I might have to swing back while you guys give your answers for like attacking mid, but I think I'm gonna go with Madison and uh Oh my god. Just so swing back to me on the second one. Okay. Okay.
1: Um I think I think Madison has to be in it. He's been playing well, like Rob said. I mean, involving goals, assists. Really, the beating drum for the creative uh, the creative spark for, for Spurs. Um, could be up there for signing of the season, at the end of the season. I mean, who knows? But at least right now, in this point in time, he definitely is. He's definitely been that guy for, for Spurs, and he got played a month for a reason in August. So... Yeah, Madison's definitely in there, and I think, and I think you got to go Alvarez, Julian Alvarez, because that's where he's been playing for Man City, right? And I know people say, oh, he's technically a striker. No, like he's been playing center mid. He's been playing as a burner role, and he's been absolutely killing it. Um, you no, know, obviously it takes a while for somebody to get used to playing it. And I know there's a lot of doubts, you know, at least from the city fans about him playing deeper, saying that oh he's not. It's just like putting a square peg into a circle hole. <laughs> he proved us all wrong and he proved, uh, he honestly proved the league wrong. Um, and I forgot what his stats are off the top of my head, but I mean, he's been a baller for, for City. Um, honestly, one, one of the most underrated players that we have at the club. He doesn't really get his flowers like that, and he, that's why I'm here, you know, that's why I'm here to, to give him his flowers. So, yeah, for me, it's, it's going to be the midfield, it's going to be Rodri madison and alvarez
2: okay Uh, yeah i mean i'll try to cut it short on madison even though i really don't want to because he's just been incredible but i mean he's he's i mean you could probably argue he's been the best player in the league this season just his overall impact on his set team if you're like doing an MVP uh my other one uh i did this is probably going to be slightly out of left field, but I just also appreciated his impact he's had on his team. I went with James ward Krause. I mean, he probably should have had an England call-up, but, I mean, he fits what West Ham wanted to do so well Uh, because, you know, he's a very good set-piece taker. You know, he's just a solid uh, blue guy for the whole entire team. I think he's been uh, very critical to what they've, Wanted to do and they've had very good success for what everyone thought they were going to have at the start of the season. So uh Alvarez, I I didn't have him in my mind mentally is there. He's if if we're using him there, he's definitely been in that conversation. Uh, uh, Bruno Fernandez has been good. Uh Enzo Fernandez has been good. He doesn't have the uh attacking output that all the other players have had, but just he's an absolutely really incredible player for what he can do uh, but mm-hmm. i
1: want madison and ward okay i mean look i think the common denominator right is that none of these players do peds right unlike a, a certain man in italy in, in france paul pogba and i think he needs to be called out for being absolutely one of the biggest flops of all time yeah i know it's off topic but i just had to say that yeah. Flop of flop Alex, of the century, bro. He's he, oh no, you know, my god.
2: I mean, it ha- it has to be. Manchester United bought him twice. Yeah. I mean, talk talk about not work, talk about if, if you want to ask about we want to talk about what the problem with Manchester United is. That might just be the example one of you bought this guy twice and sold him for nothing twice.
1: It's crazy because who fences were having financial problems as well. United were really trying to help them twice. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, move on, move on, because <laughs> I can go on. Yeah,
2: we, we've we've already we've already went some ways on this podcast. We don't need to be going that much longer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, have you came back for your second midfielder, Rob?
3: Yeah, I guess with if we're gonna say Alvarez is a midfielder, then I'd put Alvarez. But um, honestly, I think for my sake, I'm gonna just go with an actual like midfielder, and Ward Prowse is my choice. Okay. Okay.
2: So, uh, word
3: Yeah.
0: All right. JWP.
2: All righty. Next, uh, we will go the two-wingers. So, let's start with the mm-hmm. right-winger.
3: All right. So, I think I'm going to just put, like, four words. Like, if that makes sense, because...
2: Okay. So, you're just going to do three forwards?
3: Yeah. So, okay. I think the way, it, like, yeah, there's just not enough... Like, if we're going to go off position, I, don't, I think you're not doing justice to some of the other yeah, people. Yeah, it's
2: probably better if you just do the free forwards then.
3: Um, so I think my right winger, I guess I, I'm going to put Son, six goals. Obviously, he's been playing more of a striker role. But, um, I mean, he's just been one of the, the best in the league this season um, in terms of just, you know. He's back to his goal scoring ways. Like, he's one of the best finishers in in the world. Uh, and Ange has him, you know, back playing to the way I think that fits him best. And that's, like, making short runs, but quick, short, quick runs where if you can just get the ball on his foot in, like, a prime spot, all he needs is one touch, and it's in the back of the net. So I'm going to put Sun. And then my other winger has to be Salah. No Salah. He's been unbelievable this year in terms of just, like, scoring and creating. So, I mean, it's, it's a pretty obvious choice. Like, both the two guys I listed out one year don't really need much. Like, if you watch the Prem, you know over the past five, six years what they do, and they do it often, and that score helped the team win. All okay. right, and just so we could do it there, uh,
2: who would your striker be?
3: Got to be Holland, even though he yeah. he has had some like, it's I mean it's crazy. We call it droughts because like it's only like a game, couple games where you like you're like, oh he hasn't scored. That's that's crazy. But he's got like eight goals, like eight or nine. Go- like he's just top in the goal, like leading the goal scoring uh, race. So Holland, you got to have Holland in there. So yeah, my front three is Son, Holland, Salah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna to have to agree with Rob. I mean, I know he said three forwards, but I think I mean you could put Son on the left, Sol on the right, Holland up top. But I think Ollie Watkins deserves a shout. Um balling for Aston Villa bought bought out last year for Aston Villa as well, got them into Europe. Um yeah, I mean dude's a goal scoring machine. And I mean I mean, other than that, I mean, look, Holland, Holland, it's not his problem, right? Once again, it's the creative, it's the creativity for Man City right now that's been letting us down. So, once you know we get that settled, once we get that fixed, you're gonna see hat tricks on on hat tricks once again from from Man City, you know. Um, so yeah, I think it's I think those three deserve deserve to be
0: on this on this team for sure.
2: I mean, I agree. I mean, I, I feel like that's probably the three positions, arguably the three positions right now we could have the least debate in terms of uh, who's been the best. I think there's been great candidates. I mean, Ollie Watkins was one I didn't even think of. Uh, Alexander Isak's been very good. Uh, yep. Wilson uh, as Bone well. yeah. on the right has been incredible. I was going to say Bone uh, has, has been incredible. Uh, Pedro Neto is a guy I want to mention because wolves have absolutely like zero creative life without him. Uh, so I think that was another guy I really wanted to mention. But I mean, Salas Holland is the, have been the best three, and and I mean Holland hasn't even really been in good form either, which is just tell you how incredible he is as a poacher.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, exactly.
2: As they said, it's it's also been slightly because of external factors. So I'll read through these real quick and then we can just move on. So for Rob, we have Allison Becker as the goalkeeper. The right back is Kieran Trippier. Uh, The center back is Christian Romero. Other center back is William Saliva. Uh, Left back is Destiny Udoji. Uh, The midfield three is Rod Reed, James Ford, prowse and James Madison. And the front three is Son Erling Holland, and Mohamed Salah. Uh for TJ, we have uh we have Big Vic, we have Vicaria, which I mean honestly, him him being the non-Tottenham one here, actually picking the Tottenham goalkeeper is a very interesting dynamic. But uh Trippier, yeah. Saliba, Van Deven, uh Dan Byrne. The midfield three is Rodri, James Madison, and Julian Alvarez. And the front three is uh, Sonny, uh, Sala and Erling Holland. Uh For me, I also have Allison Becker, uh, Karen Trippier, so that's a unanimous for all of us. Saliba's a unanimous for all of us. Uh, I have Van Deven, Ludoji, I have Declan Rice, James Ward-Krauss, and James Madison, which is unanimous for all of us. And then unanimously, Erling Holland. Mohamed Salah and Human Son are the front three. Uh, any yes, omissions, guys? Because I'm very surprised that uh, Calvin Phillips wasn't on PJ's list for the best central defensive midfielder. I I thought that was one we were going to see. Maybe a Richarlison in there somewhere.
1: Look, uh, if, Anthony... if we were talking, if we were talking about a chicken a chicken wing eating contest, Calvin uh, Phillips all day, bro. You know, send him over oh. to to Philly. Because here's the thing, we have the wing bowl over here, and I want to participate in and I know if I go there and I watch them, and I, I think I think they actually scrapped it, sadly. But, um, well, if it was still a thing, I know Calvin Phillips would be the first English player or English person to win that competition because that dude is a bum. So, but you know, you're, it's all jokes, it's all jokes.
2: I, I was very disappointed that, that notable omission, Calvin Phillips. Yeah, uh, man. All right, so I back back to you on running. things, TJ. I think let's do
1: manager. Manager so far. Oh, manager.
2: Do we? I think it's we, a sweep, right? We we don't have to. Is anyone gonna say anyone but Alm Pastakoglu?
1: Um, that will be that'd be stupid.
2: I think it I deserves mean, yeah. to
1: have his name praised, bro. That's all. That's all I gotta say.
2: I mean, you, uh-huh. you you can't. I mean, I think TJ is just carrying our water here, Rob. At this point, by adding I'm the good. manager in there too, he's. I mean, He's helping for a team who many people were like, I don't know, maybe kind of bantry, kind of serious, like, hey, they're going to have a problem finishing top half. I mean, we're only eight games into the season, but I don't think you could imagine a better scenario through eight games for Tottenham, uh, all things considered. So if, it, if it's not I'd I'd find a hard time figuring out who else it could be. Maybe, mean, maybe, obviously, you'd go Arteta, maybe.
0: Yeah, Arteta, Lop, maybe, like, Eddie Howe. Cool. Eddie Howe.
2: So. They haven't been that good in the league. Yeah, I that's mean, true. They've been, they've been okay in the league, but his his work's been done more countering them through that big win against PSG. Right.
1: But, um But, yeah, I mean, I think Ange, obviously, when he first got brought in, bantered, oh, he came from Celtic. Oh he want a trouble. Oh anybody can win the trouble. It's it's it's, it's a what, painters a the,
2: the witless the zebras.
1: Yeah, literally. You know? yeah. yeah. But yeah, he, he once again, dude, he he's legit. He's that guy. And I remember when he was linked to the job, I was like, yeah, Spurs got their they got their guy. They finally got their gem. And people were like, who is this guy? And I was like, just wait. <laughs> just wait. And now look, now you see what he's capable of doing so yeah, I think he deserves all praise.
2: Were you surprised he did it this quickly though? Because no. I mean, yeah, really, really. No, because even, not at you all. know, people who kinda had that belief in him probably were like, it's still Tottenham, I mean they still have a massive overhaul. I mean I I, I thought there was obviously a world where it could work, but I couldn't I did not imagine the eight games would be going as good.
1: He 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 literally had a Celtic team that was in the dumps and he had a Rangers team that literally just came off of a Europa League final.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and they, they lost they to Invincible, correct? Yeah. In the
1: league. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Invincible. And they lost in the Europa League final. I forgot who they lost to. I don't know why I'm forgetting, in- why I'm blanking.
2: Frankfurt. They lost yeah, Frankfurt. In yep.
1: You're right. And he came in with Joe Hart, who got shipped away from Man City because he couldn't play with his feet, and told him, you're playing with your feet. And guess what they did? They dominated the league with him as the goalkeeper. Finished Joe Hart. Walked the league. And I know it's the Scottish League, you know. But no, they walked the league. When I saw that, I was he, like, yeah, this dude's legit. J-League.
2: bringing in random, like, J-League players. And everyone's like, oh, who's, uh, who's Jota? Who's uh, Hitate? I mean, you know, these random guys. Even even so far with Tottenham. I mean, like the same thing I said earlier about Van De Ven. Like, oh, you're picking Van De Ven. You're spending all that money on Van De Ven, And you could have had... You know, you could have had David Rayo. What are you doing to get into this Vicario guy? Who's Vicario? I mean, every single thing that he's touching right now, this is turning to gold.
1: Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And his eye for talent is different, bro. Mm-hmm.
2: That's
1: all I got to say. So I guess we can move on from that. Um,
3: <laughs> Rob,
1: let's talk about the union, bro.
3: Shameful. What's going on right now? I mean... Going to the playoffs, like, form-wise, they, on, like, I remember talking to uh, my friend, Brian, like, about the, like, we just looked at the final, like, the last four or five games they had, and we are like, so against, like, they had, I believe it was four games left, and the four games were against the four teams directly below them, like, I think they're a third, and then, like, they played four, five, six, seven. Um er, uh, four, five, six in the standings. So, and they managed to go unbeaten over those games. So I think like that was a positive. Um, but I think just like what you've seen on social media today with like Blazness and Kai Wagner and the with like the Badoya situation and the Kai Wagner situation, like overall club like atmosphere is very negative. So. exactly what you want right before you go into the playoffs you know like let's just have everyone hate like it's unbelievable bro really and I mean I will say this like I've haven't been the biggest fan of like Bedoya this year because but like I don't think you should like like you just gotta be honest with him and say like you know, hey, like you're gonna come off the bench, and honestly, from what it seems like, I think he's fine with that. Like he just wants to be in Philly, like for, to finish his career, and I don't right. see why we shouldn't keep him as a bench option because he he has quality still. Like he has that European like technical quality that some of the other players in the union lack, but they make up for in athleticism and stuff like that. So. I don't think it, like, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, that's our club captain for years, years. And the players hate how he's being treated. The fans hate how he's being treated. So we'll see what happens. There's a lot of pressure on the board to come to a resolution that essentially is keep Adoya. So, I mean, essentially, though, if you keep him, like, you got to say, like, you're not going to be, like, the captain anymore. Like kind of right. like a Harry Maguire, Man United thing, not because of like performance, just because of, I mean, technically because of performance, but more because of just age and honestly, I think Bedoya would tell you himself he can't play ninety minutes twice a week, let alone maybe once a week at this age for, you know, the max effort that that MLS requires and because he's had some injuries too, so this year uh, I think. It's from, you know, fatigue, match fatigue. And so ultimately, I think, but I think, like I said before, I think Bedoya, like, knows that, like, I think he's aware of where he is in his career. I think he just wants to stay here. And I think it's absolutely disgusting if the club doesn't respect the captain that has served us for years and honor his wish of just staying at the club, even if it's in a lesser role. That should not be a problem. I don't see the problem in that. Like, I don't I think Jim Curtin would want his captain to stay if as long as he's, like, Jim isn't forced to play him every, like, for 90 minutes every game. But, um, and then with Kai, it's, like, the fans are literally chanting, hey, Kai Wagner. And, it's, but he's already said, like, it's just, like, sad, bro. Like, team is falling apart before the playoff run. The window is shut on winning yep. a championship. Um it is. You're right. So like it's just all like it's just pointing to a very toxic off season in the club, barring some changes because as we've also said before on the pod, the the union are very uh fickle in spending. Yeah. They don't spend yeah. a lot. Uh the signings we have made this past summer and winter were, haven't really had much impact other than Damian Lowe, who's been, like, he started a lot of games. But, right. Yeah, and so, Joaquin,
1: like... Joaquin Torres hasn't done anything. Yeah. Um, we had Pereira, who we sent a loan to, to NYCFC. Odada, who we have they, have... they didn't even announce him Yeah, as like a signing. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, I'm tied. But once again, that's a record
3: signing. He doesn't start,
1: and he and he looks slow too. He doesn't look good either. So that which means once again, I don't know who's ideating these 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 signings. As of late, I mean the only one I like is is the dude from South Africa all the way through all the way through Makanya. He obviously he hasn't made an impact yet in the first team, but in terms of just like skill set and stuff like that, he's 19 years old. And he's a good ball-playing center back, has composure, can do his thing like that. But once again, all, all this screams for me is that they're going to spend big, right? Because I know that Carranza is linked to move to uh, Bundesliga. I think um, Werder Bremen is in for him. Or I forgot which club it was. I think it was Werder Bremen. But he's, he's linked to move away. Obviously, Kai Wagner is linked with a move away. Hopefully, they cash in on his on on like on his value 26 years old um obviously still in the prime of his career if 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 a club was to offer a lot of money i would say yes because obviously at left back i mean it's hard to find a quality left back now right yeah, yeah. i mean obviously kai wagner is a decent left back so teams are going to be looking at him i don't think the union in terms of their stature right now can offer that you No, know, offer that to him i think he must better competition and if he moves <laughs> it'd be funny if he moves you know intra mls it's like a different team i will be heated because that would be the stupidest decision of all time I, that will get me mad if it's overseas uh by all means sell him know saying thank you for you know coming to philly for all this time doing all you did for the club you know but obviously like we need the money
3: i think But Adoya- then I was going to say with the cobb Biden thing real quick with like, 10 and like, if it's really like a couple thousand in difference, like, come on, bro. Like, yeah. Cheap. What are we doing? Cheap. Like, and that's Jay Sugarman to a T, isn't it? It's just like, that's what I'm reading is like, it's like within $10,000 is like, Creep. what, like, it's like, bro. Let's sort of go me then, if that's the like, case. <laughs> seriously, like they make ten thousand dollars at the club store in one game. Like, I see. the I, I like, come on. Like,
1: how about food? Yeah, all those crab fries, bro. Like, all the beard that they sell for like twenty five dollars,
3: bro. They have ten ten grand laying around to give to are Like, what are we doing, bro? And it's like, he was. He's like a like an MLS. All ele- like whatever they call it, you know, best eleven player. Yep. Like he's the best left back in the league, so I, it's just like shocking. Like, like it's like we have terrible talent ID, and then the talent we do have, but like, let's let him go for like no money, or like o- o- thing- over ten thousand dollars. Like, really, bro? Like, right? We're not gonna and win mean- anything for a while if we are just selling the squad like this?
1: We were never going to win in the first place because I think the one thing that people are forgetting is that our team, I think our team peaked last year. Going into this season, everyone's getting older. Everyone looks a little bit slower. And it happened at the same exact time. Yeah, and that's crazy. Really that hurts me. I think we need, we need to spend big in order to stay afloat in terms of the Eastern Conference because like, like you mentioned, into Miami, right? You get into Miami, and they, they, you know you know who they're gonna bring in. You know they're not done with the transfer market at all. Columbus, who has a decent squad. You have, um, Orlando City, who's really good as well.
0: Nashville, you have, um,
1: I don't know why I'm blanking, but I mean Red Bull. I mean they, they haven't really had a good year, but they're decent. But Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, Cincinnati. FC. Who am I forget? Why am I forgetting them? That's literally Union Junior right there. Um, yeah. they literally yeah. built their team anti-Union. That's how they got good, and that's how that's how a team, that's how the Union should be playing. But no, we have a manager who doesn't switch around his tactics. It's very stale, very very predictable what he does, and he's just not willing to change it. And he's also not getting the backing from the front office. So that's a horrible mix. We have stale tactics, right? And you have a a, a a system which requires you to run all over the place. You have old men hobbling around. Thirty yeah. six year old Badoya. That's not going that's not sustainable. That's not a sustainable way to play. So and, and I guess that's what bring bring up my next point about Badoya. I think the union and this is where I'm I'm gonna bring in the Phillies as an example. From two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, when we were when we were the best team in in in, in the NL, we held on to those players for too long. We held on to Chase Ellie too long. We held on to Ryan Howard too long. Jimmy Rollins too long. All these core players, we held on to them for too long, and the result of that was the Phillies literally being irrelevant for like the next like seven, eight, nine years or whatever. I don't know how long the the playoff drought was. I don't want the same thing to happen to the Union right and i understand badoya you know if he and i mean i understand he, he he's a captain and he wants to retire in philly but if it's literally because of contract uh, contractual reasons why you know they they're telling him to find a new club to me that's on badoya because you got to know your role at the, at the, at, the, at this point in time you got to know that you're not the same player and i know he's been making like close to like a million a year or whatever i forgot how much it was but look, he's not that guy no more. He's hobbling around. He's struggling to get ninety minutes in, let alone sixty minutes, let alone fifty minutes sometimes. And for me, it's just like if you're if you if you're gonna want to stay and you see the team is struggling, especially in the midfield, you, you as the captain of the team, you should be wanting to do what's needed to get the club in the right or at least the best possible position to at least compete for a title once, once again. But look, man, I mean, look, going into the playoffs, obviously now the vibes are low. Um, and I'm not talking about Damian Lowe either. Um, the front office is making very bold changes. And I mean, let's see who they bring in. But right now, like it's going to have to be a a wholesale of, of, of players coming in to, you know, at least replicate what we did last year or maybe expand off of that and play more possessive style of, 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 of footy. But once again, it's up to Jim Curtin to do that. And he has until 2026 to prove that he's, you know, he's actually capable of being a top tier manager in MLS um, and maybe make it a jump somewhere else. But I mean, look, if this is his level, this is his level. We made a mistake simple as that and now we gotta we gotta eat we gotta eat that you know we gotta eat that so yeah i mean mls playoffs are coming soon after the international break and i think that's another good transition into international break um obviously all of us follow the u.s men's national team and they play germany over up in uh UConn, uh football stadium, which to me is random still. I don't know why they're playing games there. They're just replaying in all the big cities, but that's a totally different discussion on its own. Nagelsmann, first game as manager. So we get to see Nagelsmann ball in America. First ever, first ever game. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, what I'm taking out of this match, and, and I'm not sure, I'm, I'm going to keep this to one point. I'll Let you guys speak on what you guys are looking for towards this window. I'm, I'm I want to see how Reina fits in with uh with the U.S. men's national team again because obviously the beef and Qatar um and the whole the whole saga with Burhalter and his wife and the Reinas and the leaking information and not you know, mm-hmm. saying not apologizing mm-hmm. not talking to him after the World Cup. Like obviously Pepe, Peppy was a different. The, the, well, uh, the, Pepe was a different story, but same Malcolm. Yeah, exactly. Like, is he is he really going to be like? Is he going to use him again? Like, is he going to be playing the number ten? Or not even number ten, but like as one of the midfield three, and that brings the discussion again. Is he is he good enough to be in that midfield three with Lusa, McKenny, and um, and Tyler Adams when he's healthy?
3: I think the US team, I mean, I follow the US team, but like, I also, like, I think with, I mean, Adams is hurt, but I think Musa's been off to a tear in Milan. Like, they love him in Milan. Um, Pulisic's obviously been going crazy in Milan too. Like, so I think Balogun has had a good start. Uh, is he at, he was at Reims last year. He's in Monaco now, yeah, right? Monaco. Yeah, Monaco. Yeah. Yep. So I, th- I think it's that was like my biggest wish from after the World Cup was like, we need a striker, like someone who can just score. Like, on no offense to like Haji Wright or, um, like bro Jesus Ferreira. Or like, ah, uh, like no offense to them, but like, like Aligan is different. Like that's. That's the hell and like, their whatever you like, whatever they call it, bro. Like, that's the Arsenal Academy. Like, it's just different class. Like, you're a different class if you're just there. And I mean, this guy had a real shot. Like, obviously got sold from Arsenal, but like, he really got sold because he wanted to get, like, for, he wanted to start somewhere. I think if you wanted, if he was more patient, he'd still be at Arsenal, maybe on loan. But I mean, if you look, like, they signed Havertz, signed. Or, I mean, signed Keddie to a long-term contract gave him the. Isn't it, is Nketiah number ten for Arsenal? Does he have the number ten jersey. Fourteen. Fourteen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his, yeah. He has. Yeah. He, he has, he has, he has Henri's number. So like. Which is more important? Yeah, like than view. the number ten for sure. That's what. Oh, that's what I meant. Like he has like the number. Like Arsenal gave him the number. So I right. think, you know. He saw the writing on the wall. He wanted to get a move somewhere. He got it to Monaco. I don't think this would be his final move, obviously. I think in a year or two, you might see him go. Either whether it's back in the Premier League. I mean, hey, Tottenham, like, we're going to need a striker soon. Whether, you you know, whether it's Gift Orban or Balogun or whoever, you know. Boniface. Boniface. Who's the? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good strikers coming coming out. So I think Balogun might be one to watch. You know, he's he grew up in the Premier League academy system. You know, to be, I think he's got some bad blood with Arsenal. I know the Arsenal fans don't like him. So I think that'd be, you know, maybe a little like Sol Campbell type type signing. If he, <laughs> if we ever did that, is like, hey, we get, and Balogun starts bagging goals against Arsenal. That would be awesome. But um. And yeah I think I think center back is my biggest worry for the US national, uh, national team now going into the World Cup in 2026. Obviously there's other competitions before that, but like Tim Ream is getting up there in age. Still like not bad, and I think his game like you can't judge him really off like Premier League unless he's like in terrible terrible form, but like I think right. his game would naturally improve at the national team level especially if we're sticking to just like CONCACAF or, you know, I mean, if we go, when we play the Copa America, like it'll be tough playing like Brazil, Argentina, you know, going to a place like Uruguay where you got like Bentancourt, Nunez, like, you know, yeah, Valverde, like ballers and crazy crowds, like crowds they have never, South America is different, bro. Like you see those Copa, leave videos. Like they're different. Yep. So it do I think it's a bright future for the U S men's national team. I think center backs center back is the next spot to worry about. Um, just because like Ream's getting up there, I think Tillman, he's a beast. He's looked good when he's come in. Um, you know, I've, I wouldn't mind seeing like CCV Cameron Carter Vickers get get yeah, some yeah, run. Yeah. I thought he looked good in the one game he got at the World Cup. I was so mad. Um, I mean, Zimmerman gets like he gets a lot of hate, but also at the same time, it's like we've got better quality center backs on the team. So, in the pool, player pool, at least that either they don't get picked or just ignored or picked but left on the bench. Um, right. So I think, but Tillman, um, Miles Robinson is still like. You know, he, I mean, he's still available. So, I think we got players. I'd like to see – I'd like to see some – like, it's just really frustrating with Greg, bro. Like, I know some of the guys, like, I wanted to get chances and got chances for, like, one or two games under – I forget who was the intern – interim assistant or interim coach. BJ. Yeah, BJ. Like, bro, BJ had that team playing – champagne football bro like that's that's who Literally. i wanted to be my manager i was like bro if we play like this like this is i'm fine with this guy bro like players seem to love him i mean there's a lot of mixed stuff you hear about Ber- berhalter like some players will come out and be like oh like we wanted him to play others will kind of be more reserved about it and just say like oh you know like he's the coach like you know we're we're moving on trying to focus on what's going forward. Not really, you know, saying like, they're not saying it's a big thing, but they're not saying it's like, oh, like, brush it off. Like, you know, like, it. I think we got we had to get rid of them, bro. Like something it just looms over the squad. It's something you don't need to loom over the squad. And you can easily just solve that problem by getting a new coach like every other country does when a new cycle comes around, if they didn't win the World Cup. And even if they do win, like sometimes they still leave. Like that's just how it is. Yeah,
1: but the U.S. soccer is different, bro. It's literally just politics, FC politics. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's annoying. Obviously, I, I think you bring up a great point with the center backs. Because before, you know, people were talking about Chris Richards. I had like Austin Trustee, um, you know, uh, Mark McKenzie. I mean, we have a decent talent pool in terms of center backs. But once again, if you just going on keep playing the bun, the bun, uh, the bun team, man, bun team, you know, Tim Ream, I'm not hating on Tim Ream. Tim Ream seems like he's getting better with age. Yeah, for So right. I think, I think he's, I think he's goaded. Um, but Walker's room is the one, I mean, the fact that he started against England and he, he, I mean, he almost messed up, but he still had a clean sheet. I don't know how, don't ask me how, um, yeah, he locked up Harry Kane. Like, <laughs> that's wild to me. But, I mean, in terms uh, of, like, this window, like, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. Madelow, what were you thinking?
2: Uh, I mean, to be fair, though, I mean, it's not like Harry Kane does anything in, like, big games. Ah!
0: Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I mean you know, <laughs> as,
2: as, as much as you would regularly go loud, he clans up Harry Kane. <laughs> Harry Kane kind of cleans up himself. Uh, I love it. Um... Yeah, uh, I'm interested to see what they do because Jedi is not going to be in. So, is Greg going to actually put trust in Joe Scali? Th- I think this is a window where Joe Scali can like, fully finally go out there and say, hey, I am the third best at worst pullback in here. I, I am the next man up in case of emergency. Yep. Uh I'm interested to see if there's any sort of formation shift with Dio being in, because I mean, I the way we were playing there, in that in the Nations League semifinal and final, I mean, I that was the best we've ever seen the national team look all. the... it, it we finally had all the pieces together at the same time, and I mean, it it clicked, and it was just kind of like, wow, this team when they're all going the same direction is very good mm-hmm. uh so uh it, it it'll be interesting to see if greg is more married to his idea of what we should be doing or what we actually need to be doing um, Germany's an interesting test like i said like you said to me Nagelsman first big uh, test that he's, he's gonna have uh there, there's been problems with him, and and there's a bunch of the Bayern players who uh, were not really that big fans of his. If you're led to believe what what the stories that came out at like immediately after his departure, you know they thought he was leaking tactics. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how uh, some of the Bayern Munich guys get incorporated into. That system, and then Ghana's not a game we need to sleep on either. Ghana's got some very good talent. Uh, I mean, I, I, if I was running it, the thought of having a Walker Zimmerman out there trying to defend Mohamed Kudus wouldn't help me sleep at night because uh, he's incredible.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so, he is I mean, Ghana's a very good team as well. Uh, we all just need to be building towards finding the best team for Copa America. And uh, displaying ourselves to the best performance there, which I mean, I think we I think we can.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but I, outside of what you guys already mentioned, center back always so going to be big. Uh, how the midfield set up is always going to be big. I think, I think the front three's kind of settled itself where it's Weah, it's Pulisic, it's Balogun, uh, and we finally have Pepe behind him to be confident and. Uh, we're starting to solidify where we already have depth and starting to bring in some more talent in places where we had areas of concern. So, I mean, the most talent we've ever had all at one point. So just continuing to build off of it. And I feel like every single day you just hear about another American, uh, wonder kid that's just popping up at some random country and some random academy. So the the future is bright on the international front.
1: Absolutely, bro. Um, I guess we could wrap it up with score predictions for the Saturday match. Um, and we're okay. re- recording this on Friday. So, yeah, tomorrow's match. Well, what do you guys think?
2: Uh, I'll, go, I'll go first, then. Uh, I will have this on. It's college football tomorrow as well. So, you know, mm. that's awesome. That's my other religious uh, following besides soccer. So, I'll have one on the TV and one on the computer. I don't know what's going on yet, but we'll figure that out. Uh, it's Nagelsmann's debut game, so I still think there's going to be a lot of quirks there. I think is going to set us up even though I really kind of don't want to. I think he'll set us up He'll you know, just kind of be solid, let Germany have the ball without letting them have great opportunities to do anything. Uh, I think Germany has uh, talent but I think they're still gonna
0: to try to
3: figure out their system. So I, I could see it being like a one one. Okay. I, Rob. I, Got you. Sorry, I was using the bathroom real quick. What was the question?
1: Um score prediction for USA Germany.
3: USA Germany? Um we'll go one one. Okay. Think. So two one one draws. Yeah, I I don't really I think Germany like, they'll be playing hard because it's Nagel, Nagelsmann's first game and he'll want to see, like, who he can trust. But uh, And they have just quality players. Like, Havers, when he goes and plays for Germany, is like, you know, he's like Arjen Robin essentially. Or, you know, like, he turns into, like, a different player. Same with, like, like, Timo Werner. Like, some of these guys, like, I think they'll cause problems for the U.S. because I think a lot of, like... They pose just a different style than a lot of the CONCACAF teams. And, you know, they got quality all over the pitch. And I assume they'll be very well coached.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the 1-1 draw as well. A clean sweep. Uh, I'm not going to let us all three reasons why I think they go hand-in-hand with what both of you guys said. Um. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a very slow match. Very boring match. Doesn't really mean much anyway. Take as a grain of salt. So,
2: um. Um, if, it, if it gets too boring, Washington, Oregon, on tomorrow. That'll, yeah. that'll take so many attention. That is. Uh, no, that'll be good. Um, anyone in particular? Anyone's really looking out for outside of Reyna, I think that's obviously the biggest question for anyone. But any other American that anyone thinks will stand out? I think I think Joe is the biggest guy for me
1: hmm I think I think Joe Scott is a good shout. I think Dewan Jones as well. Um I know he got
2: caught
1: Yeah, he's tough, bro. I I think I think he's he can be a good backup. Much better than Shaq Moore. Much better than DeAndre Yellen as well. I still can't believe they actually got minutes in the World Cup. But um yeah, I think Dewan Jones. I I wanna see how he how he plays against Ghana and also I mean if he does get a chance to play against like Canabi or Germany, how he plays against them. So yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with DeJuan Jones.
2: Uh, Rob, anyone in particular that you like a player to watch out for for the U.S.?
3: Balogun. I think this is like his first Allegan. game for the U.S., where it's like proper competition. Um, or I don't know about like proper competition, but like.
2: say he doesn't consider Mexico and Canada proper competition <laughs> anymore. That's got to start it here first.
3: I, I think for what Cheers. the union wanna or not the, what am I saying? The U.S. want to accomplish in the 2026 World Cup. They are going to have to beat teams like Germany. Um, You know, like, I consider Germany and Netherlands kind of sort of in, like, the same sort of quality realm. And we saw, like, you know, what, the Netherlands beat the U.S., but I thought it was, like, a much closer game than maybe the scoreline showed and the U.S. had chances. And I think when the U.S. left, was a striker in that game, so we have a good one now. So I want to see how he does, and if and if he makes that difference that maybe we were looking for in the World Cup. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, for 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 international break, we had a lot to talk about. Um, yeah. yeah, I think as this episode was 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 good. Uh, you know, we had the Prime Eleven. Good, good, good debates on that. Um, good points, but overall I think, I think this episode was, was a good one. Um, and as I said earlier in the episode, in the beginning, off the tea is now on Apple, Apple podcasts. So, um, yeah, this is, this will be the first episode on there. Um, check out for some clips on Instagram. Uh, you know, follow these guys on, on IG when I tag them, um, and also, you know, hopefully on YouTube, we can get like the live stream thing going as well. Um, I think I think those ones can be a, lo- a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, may- maybe Twitch as well. I think I think there's a lot of different avenues that you know that this can be on. But um, what's yeah, the other think...
0: one now? Right? Could be
1: on kick, or yeah, I... kick, kick. Yeah, um, yeah Simon, give me that deal, you know. Give, yeah, give exactly. me that eating Ross money. Yeah, give me that neon money. But um yeah, I think that'll wrap it up, guys. I appreciate you guys having uh you know joining me uh tonight. Um as always good conversations, good vibes, and that's what off the tea is. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to, to all of us just yap about footy, yap about whatever is on on our minds and yeah, see you at the next episode. Peace.